big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben, I'm joined by Kai, Ed and Luke. And Philip Cocky has left Derby County Football Club along with Chris van der Veerden and Twan Sheepers, leaving Liam Rossinia uh, at the club uh, to join the coaching team and more than likely management. Obviously, this is all very fresh. We're recording this about half an hour after the news has broken. Yeah, it's, it's still very raw in our minds. We're all coming to terms with what this means for Derby sitting rock bottom of the championship. Kai, Koku's gone. What was your immediate reaction at 5pm when you found out? I think it was a mixture of emotions. I think a lot of Derby fans will think like that as well. Obviously, it's almost a bit of a regret because there was a lot of that we could have done over the past 16 months. There was a lot that probably should have happened there was a lot that didn't happen and at the end of the day it's a results-based business cocky didn't get the results and now we're left without another without a manager for what must be the 55th time under mel morris or something like that i'm not too sure i think he'll be this is number eight or something like that into i can't remember how many it is now yeah it's up there it's up there um oh gosh i i i'm i can't really get the words out Ed, you and me and Cam, uh, that's the majority of us didn't want to see Phil sacked immediately, but he has. Uh, I think Luke as well, somewhat, but to an extent. Um, We didn't want him to see him. We didn't want to see him immediately sacked. Why do you think the plug's been pulled now instead of right at the very start of the transfer of, of the international break? I think, as we, I think we spoke about it last week, didn't we? How um, it, you could have picked any time to sack him. Any time would have been a bad time for some reason. Um, I, it, it, I think it's quite sad. I think quite a lot of fans on Twitter have said it's quite sad as well. I think he was such a class bloke. You know, he, he did a lot for the community as well. He, he invested a lot of money into into local community projects. And um, and the fact that he's taken a reduced settlement, you know, shows that he's, he, he was a class guy. But he just wasn't the right fit. I think some, someone said, wrong time, right man. It's still debatable. Uh, you know, he, he was a really nice manager and man, but uh, he, he just didn't seem to imprint himself on the team like he like he should have done really um but going forwards it's going to be interesting to see how the new owners take it and then who who they look to I, I, I hope we don't jump into the Rooney basket too early if it's if it's left at that after a couple of months then you know clearly they've seen something but I'm just hoping we don't panic too early and just go for Rooney straight away but overall it's quite sad really yeah um, before we do go over potential manager inquisitions, Luke, this this is interesting in terms of how we're going to play. Are they are they are they going to stick to the style that Kaku's been training them on for sixteen months, or are they going to switch it around? Is Rossinia going to think, hang on, let's play a little bit more direct, a little bit quicker, a little bit more high tempo? Obviously, we don't know what is 
football looks like, but do you see the style changing next Saturday for Bristol City away? Well, it has to change for us to win games because it proves this style of play just doesn't work. Otherwise, we won't be bottom. So I think it will change. I think we will be more direct. But on, will it be under Rossinia, Ern and Rooney? I'm not too sure because I think they'll keep the same style as Koku because it's what they know. But I think we will become more direct when we get a new manager in. But it's when we get this new manager in and who this manager is and what type of football we will play. That's when it will change. I can't see it changing under keeping the same coaching stuff because they'll just stick to what they know because it's safe. But what they know and what's safe is poor football. Yeah. And that's the truth. Uh, I'm going to put this question out to everyone. Um, what would Rossinia have to do to keep his job permanently as first team manager? Um, win more than one game and score two more, more than two goals. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I think you'd have to go on some miraculous winning unbeaten streak. I think if you know if we were unbeaten until after Christmas, I think that's when we'd probably sit there and think, you know, what maybe he has got the right idea. But I don't know about Kai. I can't see I can't see him becoming a permanent management option. But I could see him at the club past this appointment. I could quite. We need a sporting director probably. That that's how football clubs go nowadays. And I wouldn't look much further than sticking someone like Liam Rossini in, even if it is a bit inexperienced. But yeah, I don't know about you, Kai. Yeah, I mean, I sort of agree with what I'd say. I don't think he will get a permanent job. I don't think there's much chance of it happening. I think his experience goes against him with that. I know you say about Lampard and everything, but that was a sort of different situation. He was hired from the start as a manager. Uh, Rossini will stick around. I think Mel was, well, if it was Mel, if it was the new, new owners, whoever sanctioned this whole situation, uh, I think they've kept Rossini around for a reason. Same with Given, same with Rooney. There's a pulling factor still with Rooney, with the manager. And I think if Rossini does get the job, he'd have to win, say, if he say if he gets the next three games, he'd have to win all three by a considerable margin playing excellent football. And I don't think that'll happen. But, he, but even then, I think, as far it, as I'm it, concerned, I, unless he has like a long-term impact on the team, which we can't be really performance-based as well. Games. Yeah, performance-based as well, but... But it's all right winning games one, back. one nil, two one, but you don't play but, that well. I.e. Norwich. At this, but at this point in the season, like where we are, would you rather just win games instead of playing pretty football? Uh, in oh, the long I'd term, no, because so. I think yeah, we'll survive. In the short term, for now, in the short term, for now, realistically, we're going to survive six to ten games. No, because would you rather just win is... games? I'd rather then... just win games now and then play play pretty pretty football. Yeah, but realistically, if we get points. to eight, if we get to April and we're back down into this sort of situation again, and we're not picking up wins, we've not got the experience that way to be able to get out of this rut. So it's all right winning the next three games and thinking, oh yeah, we're doing great, we're flying high, we're I out of the relegation zone. But if it fails, then it's going to fail quite badly, and you could be in a very sticky situation next season. I just think for now we need someone to steady this ship. I know it's not that bad, but we just need someone to steady this ship. Get one or two wins under the belt. Doesn't matter how we get those wins. Get the confidence going, and then we can just start to play the expansive football. I, I, I agree with Luke. To be honest, though, I yeah. think there's only one name that realistically 
Stevens that ship, and I think we, Ben will probably talk about this whole situation when we move on who, to who we want as our new manager. Which is now. That, that's yep. now. Um, personally, for me, I, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record and a bit of a joke, but I genuinely think that Steve McLaren should come back into the club. I honestly genuinely think that he'd be able to give this squad life. I think he'd give them confidence. He's, you know, he knows the club ridiculously well. Um, He's a figure that Morris knows and, you know, he doesn't have to stick around all season. All he has to do is keep the squad and the team afloat until that money comes in. And when we can hire a proper uh, experienced manager who knows well, not necessarily knows the championship, but how to get a, a talented squad winning. Uh, so I think McLaren. Yes, Kai? Um, I think you said that Morris knows him. Mel Morris won't be here in four or five days' time. Is, is, Mel it, Morris, is, it, is it really yeah, that soon? John, John Percy said it will be completed this, within the next few days of this early week. And Mel Morris like, will Obviously, there'll manager. be a transition. Like, I, I don't think it's literally just uh, right. But see you later, now. But, but this, trans- this transition term, period yeah. is happening at the moment, anyway. Jonas, we've all known about this for weeks now. So, I think the transition period is happening. That so, Mel Morris won't hire the next manager. I think the only person that we can, when we say about steadying the ship, I think Big Sam is a name that a lot of Derby fans are throwing forward. He's got the experience of keeping teams up. You know. To be honest, his football's not that bad. There is a lot worse out there. And with the names that we are being linked with at the moment, I think he's the best choice out of them. I'm not sure I want to see Rooney as manager. I don't really want Paul Cook because it's not that it's not that ambitious. I know Big Sam used to say he's not that ambitious, but he's a stronger candidate. And Eddie Howe, I don't think we'll have any chance of getting. And B, I don't think he's good enough anyway. So yeah, Big um, Sam's my choice. We we spoke about we spoke briefly just before we started recording about management options and, and, you know, we spoke about some inexperienced managers and then we joked about another former manager um, who I've since sat back and listened and had a bit of a think. I honestly, and I don't know how stupid this sounds as a Derby fan, I think I would take Gary Rowett back because as much as, like like Luke was alluding to and in, in, in getting results and, and just getting the wins however they come, I think a manager like Gary Rowett that's the kind of football he plays and he he imprints on a team. And I, I'm not saying that he's the answer by any means, but it, it's certainly a name that I wouldn't be annoyed by. I think I'd understand it. Um, and yeah, I think I've just completely um, contradicted myself before this podcast, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, how hard would it be to force him out of Millwall though? That's my issue. With oh, him. Because oh. he's not gonna, we're not gonna be able to get a manager from another club. It'll have but to be then assistant. the money. But then it, oh, it's, it's a tricky one. It's too, it's too expensive to be able to take we a manager out think of club. The relationship between our fans and Rowett might have an issue there because a lot of our yeah. fans still Rowett, have an agenda Rowett against said, him. Rowett said he didn't feel welcome at the club. Remember the Jim Smith incident where sleep, sleep, it was sleep. the it was the memorial for Jim Smith and Derby fans were booing him as he came out. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen. It, it'd be, I'd enjoy it. Because I'd still like Rowett a bit. He's he was, he's a bit of a one to get in the opposition's head, but yeah. I don't think it will happen. No. Uh, ju- just to touch on your proposal of Big Sam, 
Jim Smith was exactly that type of manager when he came to Derby. He was the travelled manager who was known for just keeping clubs steady. And look what he did with Derby. Yeah, exactly. So, Paolo one shot. Are you listening? <laughs> I don't think there's many names out there that we know currently that are going to suddenly be the answer. Um, I, you know, people talk about John Terry the past couple of days, trying to clickbait him into article titles. I don't think he's going to leave a decent assistant management job in Villa because they're, they're playing well at the minute in the Premier League. I think Dean Smith, I know it's John Terry's career, so he can do, kind of do what he wants, but I can't see him branching out too soon. Um, I do think this is a very short-term appointment, whoever we're going to appoint. And I think it will kind of be a summer job that we, I think someone will get it till the end of the season and then and then we'll, we'll appoint in the summer like we've, like we've done before. Igsy? I'm not saying I want him, but what about Nigel Pearson after what he did at uh, Watford? I know he's already been with us before. Shout, shout. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think it's the history, I think the history of what's happened, the yeah. way he got sacked... I mean, how often does a manager get suspended for um, conduct and then starts? So I don't think it, that will happen yeah. as well. But I, I think mean, whatever happens, whatever happens, it'll be the, it'll be it'll show you what the owners are thinking about with Derby County. I think I whatever think appointment we... is made, it'll show us fans where they want us to be. If they make a big, high-profile, expensive <laughs> appointment, we'll know that they want us up there quick. Yeah, I was going to so say, no one, no one said potch yet. We're going to struggle to tempt a manager away from another club, though. The situation we're in at bottom of the championship, it's going to be so hard to persuade someone to come to Derby County. And this is why I know we're, also... Sorry, look, I know we're like a big club and the history behind us will help us and Rooney's a pull factor. But if you think a modern day situation where, let's be honest, our fan base is toxic, it's horrible. And we're bottom of the league. It's quite the toxic atmosphere around the whole club at the minute. Who would want to come to Derby? All, all teams have toxic fan bases. I don't think there's any. I mean, you look on Twitter and everyone's moaning constantly about the teams, about players, about managers. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen a negative Wickham fan. Yeah, because there are no Wickham fans. <laughs> I disagree. But, um, no, we are I below just, them in the table. <laughs> I think there's no point in wasting time in get waiting on around a new manager because the ones that we do sort of want-ish, we'll probably go to other clubs. So you've got to hurry up and get this sorted before it becomes too late and you are in that proper rut where you've got no manager this time around and you're losing games. Yeah, so I think that concludes our podcast. It's been a very, very short one, but I think we've expressed our our opinions as well as we possibly can without taking a minute to actually sit and think about what we're about to say, Ed. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Once Around podcast. I've been Ben. I've been joined by Kai, Luke and Ed. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will do a Bristol preview next week. Uh, so look forward to that. Thank you so much for listening. See you later, Phil. Mm-hmm.